Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing here on Sunday the 5th of July. Today in the news, Gorodea get a draw, Warriors back in the winner's circle and we have news for you from uh, the uh, NZM, or Sal's NBL, uh, the ANZ Premiership and Dan Carter's big comeback um, as well as obviously bringing you up to date with all the Super Rugby action from um, last night. This is your best way to start the day up to date with all of the important sports news here on New Zealand Sports Radio. And let's kick off with that uh, football news over in the English Premiership. We've got four matches. Norwich lost at home to Brighton Hove Albion 0-1. Leicester City saw Crystal Palace while convincingly 3-0. Man United beat um, AFC Bournemouth 5-2. And Wolverhampton Wanderers were beaten at home by Arsenal 0-2. Um, so, yes, the Premier League um, still marching on. And that leaves um, Bournemouth, uh, yes, stuck in 19th place in that relegation zone, in trouble. Um, four losses and a draw over the last five games. Even though they are only one point behind Watford, um, the Watford and Aston Villa uh, now who are on, who are in that sort of scrap along with West Ham, have all got a game in hand over um, Bournemouth, so uh, they'll be looking at trying to get some sort of points there. At the top, well, Liverpool, obviously, uh, champions, and currently Man City, Leicester City, and Man United uh, in those top four important European um, positions. But Chelsea have got a game in hand and can climb up there if they get um, a win. Moving on to the best football league in the world, the Belarusian Premier League, because it kept on going throughout and gave us something to talk about. Over there in that, Bate lost to Enerjex, um 0-1 um, to uh, see Enerjex climb back and back into the top three. Gorodea and Verbesk fought out a two-all draw. Um, and um, yes, that's, you can hear a little whoop in the background there from uh, from Stephen. Um, and uh, Neyman Gordon beat... Um, Islosh 1-0. Abate um, still um, sit top of the league, but anyone Gordon do have a game in hand 
um, still to play. Uh, that's um, from those uh, couple of rounds when Minsk were uh, had to um, pull out of the comp or had to be um, uh, well due to coronavirus missed two rounds of the competition. So they've got some games to catch up on there. Three more games tonight, and then we'll also bring you the table um, tomorrow. I'm going to hand you over to the whooping um, Stephen, uh, who will take us through our birthdays today. Yeah, it's a pretty sad state of affairs when you've got to start whooping for uh, one point uh, on the uh, table. It's been uh, lean pickings, unfortunately, for Gorodea in the uh, last month or so. But it's not lean pickings for our birthday recipients that are coming up today. And good morning, everybody viewing uh, New Zealand Sports Radio this morning, your second day of your bumper weekend. In birthdays today, a former New Zealand opening batsman who has coached both India and New Zealand, a well-travelled New Zealand utility back. And finally, a former NRL outside back plying his trade in Northern Hemisphere rugby. And that's where we start things today. Cooper Vuna, born this day, the 5th of July 1987, is a professional rugby footballer who plays on the wing for Newcastle Falcons in the RFU Championship. He played rugby league as a wing for the New Zealand Warriors and the Newcastle Knights in the NRL before switching to rugby union to play super rugby for the Melbourne Rebels. Following a string of defensive performances to rival the best in the global game in the Northern Hemisphere, it is rumoured Vuna will be nominated for World Player of the Year. This ahead of a prospective move to Super Rugby. We'll have to check on that one, Paul. That's quite the call. Tom Marshall, born this day, the 5th of July 1990, is a New Zealand rugby union player who plays as a midfield back, fullback and on the wing for the Red Hurricanes in Japan's top league. Formerly he played for the Chiefs in Super Rugby and Tasman Marcos in the then ITM Cup before in December 2014 moving to England for the 2015-2016 season. Marshall was educated at Nelson College between 2004 and 2008. It was announced in June 2020 that Marshall had left Gloucester to join Japanese side Red A Hurricanes, a side under the leadership of former Gloucester man Johan Ackerman. And finally, John Wright, MBA, born this day, the 5th of July 1954, is a former international cricketer who captained and coached New Zealand. He made his international debut in 1978 against England. During his career, he scored more than 5,000 test runs, the first New Zealand test player to do so at an average of 37.82 per dismissal with 12 test centuries, 10 of them in New Zealand. He also played for Derbyshire in England and first-class cricket. He scored 20, over 25,000 runs, having scored over 50 first-class centuries. He scored 10,000 runs in list A limited overs cricket. Following his retirement in 1993, he coached the India national cricket team from 2005 2000 to 2005, beg your pardon, and New Zealand from 2010 to 2012. Just want to say hello to my cousin Beverly, who's watching the show as well. But that's the birthdays for everybody today. There we go. Paul, back to you with a bumper edition of Rugby League this morning. Another bumper edition. Wow, it's always great to have family support. So thank you very much, Beverly, for joining us this morning in the, uh, what it must be, which is an early start on a Sunday. Moving on to our rugby news, uh, and um, Dan Carter uh, has turned out for um, his club down in Canterbury uh, for Southbridge um, against 
um, Ellesmere uh, down there. Um, the uh, um, unsurprisingly, Southbridge came away with the win when you got someone like Dan Carter at the helm. 54-14, though, was a big, um, big win there. Um, you've got to say, uh, perhaps more surprisingly, Dan Carter um, actually played the full 80 minutes, um, which uh, uh, is rare. Uh, well, a lot of the time when these uh, when players go back to play for their clubs, there's a stipulation that they can only play um, X minutes and they have to get pulled uh, straight after that. So um, good to see Dan Carter come through. Um, have a full 80 uh, and also kick um, 12 points. Uh, he only missed, he missed one of his seven um, conversions uh, in that game. Moving on to the Super Rugby then, um, and the Highlanders faced the Crusaders uh, down there under the roof, uh, but that didn't help the players early on. We had some three knock-ons in the first four minutes, so yes, um, some rustiness being shown uh, by these two sides. In a two-and-fro first half, um, the Highlanders uh, managed to slot over uh, a kick just before half time to lead 17 14. But uh, it was uh, controlled really by the Crusaders in that second half, even if they couldn't put it away, not being as clinical as we've seen in previous seasons. Um, it finished 20 40. Um, but to be fair, um, two tries in the uh, last five minutes really blew this scoreline out. It was 20 um, 26 with five minutes to go. Uh, so, yes, it was within a score. Uh, the Crusaders scored one. The Highlanders then were throwing it around uh, and uh, gave up a bit of a soft try. So, yes, whilst it looks like a blowout, this one was a close one all of the way until the last couple of minutes. Followed that up with the Brumbies versus the Rebels. Um, and in a uh, error-strewn first half and uh, where neither side could get used to um, the laws, and the Brumbies pulled out a 19-6 lead, um, essentially using their line-out to uh, cause the damage, the line-out more to cause the damage there. Um, the, uh, come the second half, they, they got themselves another score, uh, scored early on as well to pull out to 24-6, but then the Rebels mounted a real comeback, um, played some nice rugby, uh, hadn't really been able to put anything together up until uh, just before the hour mark, really. Um, and then the Rebels suddenly start playing uh, and uh, pull it back to 24-23. They got within a point, um, but the Brumbies then showed why they are the uh, the favourite team to win um, the, uh, the the new um, uh, the, or the Super Rugby AU over there. Uh, and uh, another line-out more um, saw them uh, close the game out, um, 31-23. Um, a host of new laws over there in that one, just like we've had over here in Super Rugby Altera. Um, a few new ones there. For me, um, it was uh, interesting. They have this 50-22 and 22-50, um, but uh, you can't pass back in to the 50 and then make the kick. So that one led um, to some confusion by the players thinking they would have the line out when they didn't. Um, and also, uh, if you touch down in your own area when it's been kicked, in it's a dropout from under the posts there's no more 22 dropouts in this one so that was another surprise as well i definitely caught one of the players out with that i think um they're going to settle into it uh, and it'll be interesting to see how these laws continue on gonna hand you back now to stephen who's going to take us through our nrl update 
Thank you, Paul, and good morning again, everybody. Well, in league news this morning, the uh, Sharks were far too good uh, for the Titans. The Warriors are back in the winning circle, and there was a thriller at Banquist Stadium between the uh, Tigers and the Panthers. I'll tell you all about that shortly, but we'll start with our first game of the day. The Sharks have won their third consecutive game after thrashing the Titans 40 points to 10. The Titans threatened early with a powerful run from new recruit Corey Thompson, who crossed the line to score what looked to be the first of the afternoon, but it was disallowed due to a knock-on in earlier play. Not long after, Cronulla's Braden Hamlin Uele, who was a late swap for Andrew Fafita, got the first four-pointer off a perfectly timed Matt Moylan pass. Gold Coast answered back, and Thompson eventually got his try after scooping the ball from a wayward pass and sprinting 80 metres to score. Soon after, Fafita, the big man, steamed roll rolled over the line to edge Cronulla out, but with five minutes left before halftime, the Titans NRL debutant Bo Furmore fired down the field after a double pump pass from Ash Taylor sent him through Cronulla's flimsy defence. The Titans capitalised off the leg and try scoring machine Anthony Don crossed over in the corner. Taylor and Firmer combined again just moments later to produce the exact same play, but a, a knock on from Tyrone Peachy. Now he's the son of a former Cronulla man, David Peachy also, who also played a state of origin. He put a stop to it. The Sharks came out firing in the second half. Sean Johnson's footwork was at its finest as he found space and set up Britain, Nikora and then Blake Braley just a minutes later in an identical play. Cronulla extended their lead as rookie forward Royce Hunt pushed his way over to score his first NRL try. And just minutes later, veteran winger Bryson Goodwin put the icing on the cake with an easy try in the final three minutes. That final score again, Cronulla 40, Gold Coast Titans 10. In our second game of uh, Triple Header Saturday, we move on to the uh, Warriors-Broncos. And guess who called that result? Yes, this guy right here. The Warriors have beaten the Broncos 26-16 in a thriller at Central Coast Stadium. The Broncos led 10-0, but somehow found a way to lose to make it their worst losing streak in eight years. That now stands at six games. Coaches under pressure. Anthony Seabold. Greg Alexander called it one of the best wins of the year by the Warriors, but the Broncos' season has gone from bad to worse. They won't want to get on the plane home, Alexander said. The Warriors lost Cody Nikarima to a bad head clash with Tavita Pangai Jr. to put them on the back foot earlier. The Broncos opened the scoring with a try to Xavier Coates in the corner to take an early lead. Coates then made a brilliant intercept and ran the length of the field to score his second to extend the lead to 10. Jared Beal set up Ken Mamalo for a try in the corner just before the break to cut the Broncos' lead to four at halftime. The Warriors started the second half the strong with a try to Ignatius Pussy. However, a booming bomb from Anthony Milford found grass and Herbie Farnworth jumped onto it to see the Broncos retake the lead. The Warriors were denied a try to Ken Mamalo that would have given them the lead due to a controversial 
obstruction by Anthony Milford. Didn't seem like a hell of a lot in that particular try. However, Wade Egan made up it for it when he crashed over in the 69th minute to give the Warriors the lead. Ken Mamalo scored his double with a freak finish in the corner to seal a famous win for the Warriors. Asaya Papali scored the match clinting try in the 79th minute as the Warriors went wild. The players, the Broncos players were left in tears following another horror night that promised so much. That final score again, the New Zealand Warriors 26, the Brisbane Broncos 10, and that was after the Broncos led by 10 points to 6 at half time. In our final game of the weekend and probably the game of the weekend, the Panthers have edged out the Tigers 19-12 after the West Tigers had led 10-6 at half time in a tight contest played at Bankway Stadium last night. It was all Penrith from the moment they kicked off, but the Tigers weren't going to lay down and cop it. A huge Viliami Kikau hit just 20 seconds into the game forced Luke Gardner to cough up the ball. The Panthers capitalised off the big moment and the gun centre Stephen Crichton, who's having a great season, crossed over to score the first try of the match. But the Tigers remained in it and kept a roaring Panthers outfit from conceding again before Matt Isenhuth scored right under the black dot to level the scores up. Craziness erupted in the final eight minutes of the game as the Tigers' Josh Reynolds scooped up a knock-on from Penrith's Dylan Edwards. He passed it on to Tom Michaeli, who got tackled just inches from the line. A quick pass from Harry Grant and a bat on from Mobus, um, Moses Mumbai sent the young gun Tommy Tallow over in the corner to give the Tigers the lead leading into halftime. The second half was just as intense as the first as both teams, but it was the Pen Penrith Panthers who struck first. Crichton got a second on the night off a Jerome Luai to snatch back the lead. The, the two nearly combined to score another when Luai passed over the top to Crichton who chipped back to Luai, but it was the Tigers' Luciano Leilua what a great name, Luciano, who sensationally collected the ball in goal and pushed it his way back into the field. The game came to a screeching halt when uh, Leilua was left laying on the ground after an accidental knock to the jaw from Api Koroisau in a tackle. But before Luciano could leave the field, tension reached boiling point when his brother Joey shoved Corisso for an approaching Luciano to say sorry. Wow. Corisso was put on report and Adam Dohi kicked the penalty to level the scores at 12 or 20 minutes to go on the clock. Penrith coach Ivan Cleary held his breath as his son and field goal extraordinaire Nathan got tangled in a tackle just with 11 minutes on the clock, but he was able to get up and play on. A good thing he did because he kicked the field goal to give Penrith the lead and with just eight minutes left on the clock, Dylan Edwards then sealed the win scoring under the black dot after an explosive dummy half run from Koroi Sao. The game wasn't done yet, just yet though, and what could be considered a, a fitting ending to an emotional clash. A fired-up Joey Leilua coat hanged Dylan Edwards for no reason, and all this happened in the final two minutes, and he was sent to the sin bin. So that final score again in a pretty fiery old clash at Benquist saw the Panthers come come away 19-12, and they're looking like one of the contenders as well this season, uh, Paul, along with the Eels, the Storm, and the Roosters, probably maybe the four sides to watch. And finally, in the games today, I said it was going to be a big morning. 
to wrap up all the games in round eight. The Manly CA Eagles play the Newcastle Knights at Lotto Land Stadium. I don't know where Lotto Land Stadium, but that kicks off at 6.05pm New Zealand time. And our final game of what has been a big weekend is the Canterbury Bulldogs. Take on the South City Rabbitohs at Bankwest Stadium, the overused Bankwest Stadium at 8.30pm New Zealand time. That's it for league for the moment, but we'll be back tomorrow morning with a full wrap and we'll have the table and see how everybody's sitting. Good to see the Warriors get back on the winning get back into the uh, winning cage, so to speak, or back on the rails, I think I'm trying to say. That's it for League News this morning. Back to you, Paul. Boy, what's some, some great names coming out of leagues, League, don't you say, Paul? Absolutely. And you got to say, that's the thing is, is that the best sponsorship deal out of anyone there, Bankwest, getting uh, pretty much every game in their stadium and sent, get, getting getting all the money for their sponsorship, definitely by for them. Yeah, well, so, yes, it's creating a lot of injuries, but boy, they're getting a lot of uh, <laughs> they're getting a lot of mileage. Yeah, is, uh, now. Ah, Lotto, Lotto Land, thank you, Hugh. Is the old Brookvale over Oval Manly's uh, home ground? Thank you for that, uh, Hugh. So uh, I can recall that um, I think the All Blacks and the Wallabies used to. No, no, that's I'm thinking of uh, Concord Oval, not Brookvale Oval. Oval. Just disregard Sorry. anything I said in the last uh, twenty seconds. I'll. Throw back to you, Paul. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Rose Stephen. Um, and moving on to the ANZ Premiership and the Pulse really showed that they are going to be the team to uh, try and stop. Um, 47-40 um, was their win over the Steel last night in a perfect shooting record. That's right. Uh, Dunn was 22 from 22 and... Ekanasio was 25 from 25, so well done to the Pulse there. Really won it on their intercepts, six intercepts to only two um, by the Southern Steel to go along with that uh, uh, perfect shooting record. Um, that seems then, sees them then on four wins from four games, equal top of the table with the Northern Mystics, who are four wins from five games. The Pulse will be back out on court again tonight, taking on the Magic, um, who have... Um, who are having a tough season, one win from their three games so far. Moving on to the uh, NZMBL, and boy, the Franklin Bulls really have turned things around. They beat the men over two Jets, 83-72 um, uh, last night. Um, that's, that's four wins now on the bounce after um, two losses. And in their game, you've got to say it was the uh, the big men who really dominated this, forcing the Manua Two Jets um, to basically take three pointers rather than um, to shoot in close, and then obviously with the lower conversion rate, only a twenty with a twenty-five percent success rate from three points rather than that sixty-one percent success rate from two points, meant that the Manua Two Jets just didn't get the points on the um, on the board there. So um, yeah, good defence by the Franklin Bulls. Um, dominating the paint there. That was followed up by um, a really anticipated game between the Rams and the Otago Nuggets, the two early pace setters who have both stumbled recently. Um, and the Nuggets came away with this one. Oh, by the way, uh, the Manu Two Jets, part of that um, uh, going for the three points is probably because they're a team that we know does lack a bit of height um, in there. And so lacking those bigger players, they just couldn't force their way in under the basket. Um, Canterbury Rams versus their Otago Nuggets was 77-87, a 10-point win for the Nuggets. 
Um, they really needed that one. And again, it was, um, uh, and you've got to say, yeah, good, good um, turnout for the Nuggets there, especially when they lost the rebounding battle, 51 to um, 35. So well done to uh, um, uh, to the to, to, to the Nuggets uh, getting um, that one up there, uh, and um, perhaps free throws were a bit of a problem um, for the um, and penalties were a bit of a problem for the Canterbury for, for Canterbury uh, giving letting um, the Otago Nuggets go to that free throw line where they were um, deadly um, last night. So yes, big win there for Otago Nuggets. Um, at 77-87. This means that we have a new team at the top of the table. The Franklin Bulls have now climbed top behind them. The Rams and the um, uh, Airs and also shoot the Otago Nuggets. Uh, sorry, the Rams and the Airs on three wins. The Nuggets, ah, yes, they've only played four games so far. Two wins, two losses. <clears throat> uh, that looks wrong to me. I'm pretty sure they've, they've, uh, they've got another win in there. Um then the, uh, the Giants on two wins and same with the man with two Jets and the Auckland Huskies at the bottom of the pack uh, with just that one win. So, yes, um, you are listening to New Zealand Sports Radio and you have now started the day the best way up to date with all of the important sports news. <coughs> um, sorry, getting a bit uh, croaky here. Um, don't forget, you can listen to us on the move. Just download New Zealand Sports Radio on your favourite podcasting app, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Acast, or, or your favourite um, podcatcher. Uh, have a wonderful day, folks. We'll be back again this evening at 8pm, rounding up all of the Super Rugby AU and Super Rugby Aotearoa um, action to do. Join us at 8pm this evening here on New Zealand Sports Radio. 